both lie silently still in the dead of the night. Although we both lie close together, we feel miles apart inside. Was it something I said or something uh-huh. I did? Did my words not come out right? They didn't right? come out right. Sorry. No, I tried not to hurt Come on, sing it. No, I tried. Come on. I think this might be Brad Michael. This is Poison, top of the chart Tuesday. Poison right there. And I believe it's Brett Michaels. If I'm not mistaken, I think it is Brett Michaels. We're getting into it right now. Top of the charts Tuesday. It's your boy Harbaugh Harge. My man Corey sitting in for Patrick Davis as he will be at the stadium. I mean the stadium. I keep wanting to call it a stadium because he's normally at the stadium. He's at the uh, Moody Center getting ready for the Texas Longhorns as they face Texas A&M Commerce. Texas A&M Commerce is coming in out of the Southland Conference. And they are getting ready to play the Texas Longhorns. This is a huge game for the Texas Longhorns because it's the last non-conference game before they get into conference play. So they need to go out there and have a great performance. Uh, Texas is off to a 10-1 start. With an apparent, uh, Of course, they had them impressive wins, number one against Gonzaga, who was ranked number two. And then, of course, they beat Creighton uh, 72-67. With the win over Commerce on Tuesday, Texas will achieve their first 11-1 start since 20, the 29 or 09-2010 season when they opened the, the season with 17 straight wins. Texas is going, coming into the game ranked number 6th in the nation. Texas A&M Commerce uh, is a team that has been struggling a little bit, but they have uh, a great coaching staff with one of the former players from Aikens High School, since we always do the flex and we're always trying to uh, highlight a couple people. Uh, Yolanzo Moore, who used to play at Aikens, is now one of the assistant coaches for Texas A&M Commerce. So this is kind of a homecoming for him. And then um, one of my son's former teammate, Coleman First, who was at Tarleton State with my son when my son played there, he is one of the assistant coaches as well. So there's a lot, a lot of local flavor that will be going on there. But Texas is coming off a, an impressive win where they beat uh, ULL, um, Louisiana, Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns. They went out there, Arterio Morris, uh, the freshman, set a career high with 25 points. He went 9 of 11 and 5 of 7 from the three-point line, and all of that happened within 18 minutes of his playing time. And that was the first time that Texas went over 100 since they played in 2017-2018 season when they won 105-59 to against Northwestern State. So this is a big opportunity for Texas. Obviously, Coach Rodney Terry is the acting coach right now. He is, he's got this team playing well. They've had a lot of success. One of the things I want to continue to see is the ball movement. Um, I don't want to see guys dribbling the ball as much as they possibly can and then waiting until the last second in the shot clock to pass the ball around to make some changes. Timmy Allen has been playing really well lately. Uh, He reached double figures with 17 points for the sixth time this season, even though at the beginning of the year he was struggling a little bit and we were like, where is he going to show up? He showed up. Christian Bishop has started to play well. Marcus Carr has been in double digits nine of the 11 games this year, continued to play well. Tyrese Hunter is somebody that I've always looked at as who's going to be a big-time leader 
for them, especially going late into the season. I think he's going to have a major role in the success that they have. Obviously, I just brought up Arteria Morris and what he was capable of doing and the numbers that he's been able to put up. I continue to look at some of these players, and I'm like, okay, each step of the way, you continue to get better. You continue to do good things. I've loved what I've seen from Dylan Mitchell. If he can continue to play, he's averaging about 21 and a half minutes a game. He's shooting the ball well because when he's close to the rim, he's dunking it. He's going to put you through the rim. I love the way Sir Jabari Rice has been playing. I know he's like the sixth man, but every time he comes onto the floor, he's done well. And I don't understand how people keep falling for that ball fake that he keeps giving you where he looks like he's going to shoot it because it's so smooth and he gets you off your feet, but then he's continuing to make some big-time assists and giving uh, quality minutes to this Texas basketball team. Dylan DeSue continues to play about 16 minutes a game. He needs to get a little bit better. I know that he walked off the floor with an injury. I don't know the latest on him. I apologize for that, that I don't have it. But the, the man that comes in every time and gives you instant energy is our man Brock Cunningham. You don't know if he's going to run somebody over, if he's going to knock somebody into the bleachers, or if he's going to go out there and hit a three. The dude continues to bring energy. So when you're playing a team <clears throat> like uh, Texas a and Commerce, the one thing that you want con- to minimize is you want to minimize the turnovers, and you want to continue that great assist to uh, scoring ratio that you've been doing. Last week, they play, they moved the ball well. Everybody got a pretty much assist where they can move the ball around and make some big plays. That's what I want to continue to see from this team as they go out there. You want to be prime going into conference play. It's a huge part of what you expect to happen. And this team continues to grow. And they if they continue to be cohesive – in making things happen, this is going to be a good look. They go into conference play. They play Oklahoma on Saturday, uh, one o'clock Central Time. This is a big move for them, and you want to. And you're going on the road. They haven't been on the road this year to some real tough environments. There hadn't been any of that. Obviously, opening up against um, Oklahoma <laughs> this weekend is going to be something. They don't need to look past Texas A&M Commerce. They are obviously a better team. They should go out there and handle their business. But you don't want to go into this week, going into the weekend, sloppy. You've had a little vacation. Your last game was six days ago. Now you're back. You played last Wednesday. I heard Coach Terry say they were going to give them a couple days off so they can go and enjoy Christmas. But they had to get back to work, get some of that running out there. This is an opportunity for these guys to go out there and play well. They go on the road to play Oklahoma. Then they're back home next Tuesday to play K-State, and then they're back on the road again headed to Oklahoma State and play in Stillwater. So this is going to be a tough test for this basketball team to see exactly what they're capable of doing. And I'm, I tell you what, if they go out there and they win this game, by they're favored by 26 last I saw. They're favored by 26. If they can go out there and put beat this team by 40, then I would look and say that they're ready to play. I know it sounds like a crazy number, but you have far better athletes and a more and a very experienced basketball team when it comes to these types of games. Yeah, and you know, you said it. If you come out here flat, and then you're going to run this gauntlet of all these Big Twelve teams, and then um, you get towards the end of January, then you're you're getting you're really getting into the ranked teams. You're playing mm-hmm. Baylor, you're playing Tennessee. Yep. Um, obviously out of conference, but they're ranked seven right now, so they're going to be ranked highly. And then you play Kansas beginning of February. Yep. It's a top five team. 
So you're just kind of gearing ready for that point in the season where it's really going to matter. So, um, you know, you can't take any game lightly. But they're a veteran team, so, you know, I would expect them to cover that 26, to right. be honest. Well, and then you also got to look at it, too, and I'm, I'm glad you brought up the, the latter part of the month of January and where they're going to be. But you start thinking about the Big 12 Conference as a whole. This is a tough conference. This is the last two national champions have come from the Big 12 conference. So this puts you in that conversation of where are you going to be later? Because this is what you've been gearing up for. Like we said, we, you played those two tough teams. Number two, Gonzaga at the time. Number seven, um, uh, Creighton. You played some battles. Then you go and you play a team like Illinois. You ended up losing to Illinois. In this game, you, you, you go back and look at it, you're like, man, we let that one get away from us. That is something that we shouldn't have let happen. So you're going to have, and then you played that charity game early in the year against Arkansas, who at the time was ranked number 10, and you beat them by 30. So you start looking at how you've set your resume up and where you're headed as far as the teams that you're going to play in the hostile environments. Let's not forget. The Chris Beard situation is something that when you go on the road, it is going, you're not going to be in friendly confines. How are you going to react to that situation? Because you know that is what you're going to hear from here on out. This is something that it's not something you did. It's something that's been brought upon you. And now you're going to be the ones that are going to have to face this as you go into these different arenas. And, you know, let's be honest about it. People are already looking at Texas as a, as a team that nobody likes anyway. So you have to brace yourself for that. And that's why I believe that the experience that they have and the senior leadership that they have is going to be something to pay attention to as well. This is the time of year, as you get ready to go into Big 12 play, that you want to see your mature guys that are your point guards take over this team. This is where you – that's why Coach Terry has been leaning on these guys. Hey, guys, I need this from you. I need you to be able to lead this team because a lot of these kids, they don't understand what's going on. You have some high-flying freshmen that are still trying to figure things out, but they haven't been in a ruckus, rocket, crazy crowd yet. But when they go to Norman, Oklahoma – I don't know if the kids are the, the students are even back in town, but I think they will make their trip to be able to go out there and boo the Texas Longhorns. And it will be the same way when they go to Oklahoma State. They go to, uh, oh, for sure, when they go to Texas Tech. I mean, but the, they get Tech at home first, and I'm sure Texas Tech fans have already bought up all those tickets that they're able to get uh, as, they, as we speak. But this is something that you got. You have to look at and you say, what do you expect from this basketball team? And tonight I look at this basketball team and I say that they come out and they're going to be ready to play and they try to run this team out of the gym. Because I know depth-wise, Texas has a lot of depth. I don't know how much depth um, Texas A&M Commerce will have. Yeah, I mean, and then, I mean, that last game against Louisiana was very impressive. That 58% was a, shooting. And, um, you know, they were hitting threes. Yes. It was high flying, um, over 55 points in the first half. Which um, is rare. And then, yeah, in a, in a college game. Yeah. And then, you know, that, that Louisiana team was 9-1. Granted, mm-hmm. they didn't play, you know, the highest level of competition. Um, still still win. Division one, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And they that, had an NBA-type really player in Jordan Brown that – he had his 20 points, but he had to work for that 20 points. It wasn't an easy 20 points for him. So I'm with you with that, and you, you said it. I mean, Texas shot 58% from the field, 54 
from three-point land and 94% from the free throw line. I mean – be hard to beat. Yeah, yeah. We, if you can bring that every single night, and as fans you're like, wait a minute, they did that? It's something that we're not going to see that often, but for them to go 9 of 14 in the first half from three, that's 64%. That is impressive, and to your point – that's why they were up 55. That's why they scored 55 points in that first half. It is uh, 57 points, actually, in the first half, and then 43 in the second half. So I'm with you with that. They were very impressive. Um, I love the way that they were playing defense. They were closing out. They were helping each other. And the biggest thing that I pay attention to is the conversation on the court, the talking, the the calling out the screens, the switching. Those are the things that you have to be very in sync when it comes to this conference play because Kansas will uh, uh, screen you to death. They'll backdoor cut you. They're athletic enough. Same thing with Iowa State. Same thing with Texas Tech. There is a lot that Texas is going to have to prepare themselves for, but I think this final tune-up game will be a good barometer for us to see if this team is is clicking the way that we expect them to click. you got to think how lucky Texas is to have Rodney Terry in this situation, though. <laughs> I'm Talk glad about you guy, said it, brother. You know, with experience, and mm-hmm. he just brings that certain level of toughness, you know, that uh, that discipline, that toughness. You can just hear it when he talks. That, yep. uh, you know, they're very lucky to have him in this situation. Especially because you think about what Rodney Terry has gone through as um, a basketball coach. He was a former head coach at UTEP. He was a former head coach at Fresno State. And then he's also been the associate head coach for the second time at the University of Texas, which gives you 27 years of collegiate coaching experience. And he was sitting right next to Rick Barnes for such a long time that he understands that. And that's why I believe it's very it's it's crucial that he happens to be the guy that was next to take it in line. I mean, you, you, you look at what um, Chris Ogden being a former head coach as well, being there and being around this program. I mean, you've got some guys over there that used to be some head coaches and, and what they're capable of doing is is leadership. This is a time where all of them have been able to lean on each other to be able to lead this team, especially during this tough time where they don't know what's happening, they don't know how to answer the questions, and they haven't really been put in that situation to where they've actually had to talk about this stuff. They've been really concentrating on what's important for them, and that's the basketball court and being able to go out there and perform at a very, very high level. So I'm I'm excited for those guys. And they also have Steve McClain, who also was a um, – a head coach at Wyoming at and University of Illinois Chicago, who has been there as well, that can kind of help guide these guys through this tough time. And again, just having them focus on basketball, not being in school right now, not having to deal with all their friends, asking questions about, hey man, what's going on? They 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 can just really go and focus on the basketball part of it and let everything else kind of handle itself. So that's huge, huge for this Texas basketball game, for this basketball team. And if you want to listen to it, keep it right here when we get off the air. Um, Eddie Orn and our man Craig Way will be able to give you the pregame and let you know everything that will be going on during the basketball game. One of the stories that we did not get to today, and I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on this, Corey, was J.J. Watt out of nowhere just pretty much – I guess he announced that he was not going to be playing football anymore, that he's going to retire. It was kind of a weird situation to where he just popped that up to where 
he had a picture of it, his little baby, and he said, I was so thankful that the baby was able to come to the game, and then all of a sudden he's basically saying my last home game. Like, did that catch you by surprise? Because nobody has even talked about it at all. Like, it was never a conversation to where we thought that this was going to happen, and then boom, out of the blue, this story comes across my my uh, feed, and it's like, yeah, retiring after the end of the season. Yeah, I, he strike he did strike me as someone who would kind of say that maybe before the season, maybe get you a little bit more of a farewell tour, just because he was such a great player. But you know, if you remember back a couple weeks, there was that story about him like having his heart shocked back, yeah. like so whatever that yep. exact was. Um, forget the exact details, but he is clearly having a few some health troubles and. I think you coupled that with the fact that Arizona, um, you know, Kyler Murray's hurt. The franchise isn't necessarily on the up and up. They might be looking for a new coach. Yep. Um, I don't think he's at a point in his career where he really wants to be on a team that's not going to compete for it all. So, you know, he's had he's had a he's had a long career. I think it's ten, eleven years at this point. Yep. Um, got some great numbers in his career. Done some unbelievable things. But I just thought it was one of those situations to where. Out of nowhere, you just say that? Like, n- nobody asked him a question. He just posted it on his social media that I'm just glad that, what's her name, Koa? First ever NFL game, my last ever NFL home game. My heart is filled with nothing but love and gratitude. It's absolute honor, and a, it's been an absolute honor and a pr- uh, pleasure. So going back to what you said, is that something that he dealt with because of the health issue is it something because he really wants to be around to be a father? Um, or is he playing us like Tom Brady? Gonna I sit not, there and man. say, you know what, I'm done. I, I'm, I'm, I'm done playing football. And then all of a sudden he tries to come back with somebody that is a contender somewhere. Or he maybe he thought that Arizona was going to be his best opportunity to, to be um, – to be a, a chance to go to the Super Bowl, and then all of a sudden, hmm, man, how is he retiring right now? I don't know. I'm just curious to why now, why does he make that announcement about it, and couldn't he have waited another week or so, or does he want the limelight? Yeah, it, it could definitely have you know health factors that he wasn't necessarily anticipating before the season because you know, the NFL season is a long, rigorous season. Um I, I sure hope he's not doing a I'm retiring and coming back because uh, it just takes away like when a when a great player retires it should be like a bit of a celebration a bit of everyone's like okay you know we celebrate his career and we're like sort of grateful for watching him compete but right. it takes away the value of it you know if every player you know is gonna retire and then come back and then pull right the rent I agree and, I agree you know what I mean but here's a great point female listener number one she says he has to surprise he do the surprise retirement because the media now he's with the media now. So you don't want to, you want to break your own story now. Cause remember he, he's the one who said, I got sources that telling me that I'm going to sign with um, Arizona. And he was the source. So basically he was the one who wanted to break his own story because everybody's trying to break um, the story. As far as that's concerned, be the one to be it. So maybe that's what he wanted to do and wanted to be the only one to do that. So that's a great point. And then someone else, DeFraud, just said uh, he ha- he's had a daughter. He knows life isn't just about football anymore. 
and class act. And I, I, I get that. I mean, but you also, that's you, that's your job as well. I, I get it. Football, it may not just be about football, but that's his line of work. As just like anybody else, your line of work is your provider for your yeah. family. So, I mean, that's kind of how it's supposed to be, I guess you could say. I'm sure he's going to get into the media and do, you know, some pregame shows and do some things like that, which I'm fine with. I mean, everybody's got kids and everybody's done different things. There's a lot of players in the NFL that's got kids. So whether it's a daughter or boy or not, but uh, you still are providing. So go so, to work. You know? Yeah, you still got to go to work. I mean, even if he even if he goes and gets a regular job, he still got to go to work. Um, football is one weekend, you know, one week. So I mean, I don't know. I just think it's uh, I think it's something that you got to continue to look at. And I hope I hope it is truly. I've retired and I've moved on and. And I want to be, like they said, a good father and all the money that's out there. But eventually, you know as well as I do, I mean, he he's probably going to be like, man, why am I home right now? I'm, just, I'm supposed to be Especially, working Especially, you know, get, get, come <laughs> November, December, and you haven't been playing a full season. You're like, right. I feel, feeling pretty good, right, man. I'm feeling real good about myself. Yeah. But again, it goes back to what you said, too. If, if he does have that health issue, then it all of it makes a point. I mean, everything plays a, 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 a factor to it and getting those opportunities. So I'm excited for it. Um, it just kind of took everybody by surprise because it was something that we didn't get a chance to even talk about or even build up to it. So it's been really cool. But uh, you know it has been really cool? You, you folks on, on the Specs text line, hit me up. Let me know what's going on. As we always say, it's been fun. Stay Stick around. The Texas Longhorns are about to take on Texas A&M Commerce. Our man Craig Way and Eddie Warren will be doing it. My man Corey will be behind the glass, as always. Shout out to Bucky for coming in. Shout out to Patrick Davis for doing his thing. And just remember this, don't believe everything you see, because even salt looks like sugar. Peace.